Hi, thanks for tuning in today to the voice of His Word. What is it about you and I that drives the devil to want to isolate us? We will learn today that it is because of what God has invested in us why the devil wants to isolate us. Let's join Brother Shane as he continues in part two of the series, Solitude versus Isolation. Let's tune our hearts and our ears to the voice of his word. Father, we thank you for joining us again, gathering us today to hear your word. Thank you for the privilege of having your Holy Spirit and having your word in our lives. We thank you very much because your word gives us life, your word gives us strength. I pray for every heart listening, every ear listening, that you would open their understanding and open their eyes to see what you have in store. Let your word mix with faith, let it come with power, let it come with clarity. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. Tell me today in your Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. And today we want to be looking at why does the devil seek to isolate you and I? Why does he seek to drive us into a corner? Why does he seek to hide and bury you and I? Moreover, what does he see in you? What does he see in us that, that causes him to pursue, that causes him to resist us, that causes him to want to try to overcome us or trip us up or destroy us? Jesus said that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He makes it very clear the mission, the intention, the motive, the goal of Satan is to steal, kill, and to destroy you and I. Let's read our text for today as we begin to journey. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Last week we noted that God draws us into solitude but the devil seeks to drive us into isolation and and there are blessings in solitude but there's great dangers dangers to isolation today paul is writing and he's saying and is encouraging to me to know and i want to encourage you that there is a treasure inside of you we have a treasure in earthen vessels you and i are the vessels you and i are the earthen containers we we contain someone inside of us everyone who has received jesus who has turned to god who has given their lives to jesus god has deposited a treasure something someone valuable inside of you he has placed his spirit in you and i he has given us his word he has given us the gospel he has given us christ we have something that money can never purchase we have something that will outlive and something that outlasts and something that's higher than anything else we have the treasure of jesus christ living in you and i so there is someone something very special inside of you 
that has potential to bring blessings, that has potential to, 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 to change people, to change situations. You have a treasure inside of you. Note, I like that we are earthen vessels. The, the, the power, the excellency of, of life is nothing of ourselves, but it comes from what God has done for us by giving his spirit. Jesus said, it's, it's to your advantage. He told, he told the disciples, it's to your advantage that I go away. And he said, I'll pray to the Father that another helper may come, that he may abide with you forever. I want to go back to the life of Elijah. I want to go back to something that God said to him. And I believe there is much that God wants to say to us through this today. Let's go back to 1 Kings 19. It's our text that we studied last time. 1 Kings 19. But I want to pick up just verses 15 and 16 to build to go forward in our discussion today. 1 Kings 19, verses 15 and 16. Verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazel to be king over Assyria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, Shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel? And Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. So we found the last time we studied that Elisha had a victory. Elisha had, had brought revival. God brought revival to his people by the hand of Elijah and, and Jezebel threatened him and he ran away. He ran away in, in, in fear and in doubt and discouragement. He was overcome and, and, and the devil had isolated him into a cave and God had caught up with him and, and him and God are having this conversation. But there's something very interesting in these verses for us to note today as we begin to go forward. God would not have had Elijah to just take what he has placed in him to the grave. God had placed his spirit upon Elijah. God had given Elijah his word. God had put a mantle on Elijah, a calling on Elijah. There was greatness on Elijah, greatness in Elijah. So much so that I, I begin to think he should have relied on the power that God had given him to overcome Jezebel. So Elijah had greatness. He had a treasure within him. And he was asking God to take his life. He was asking God to take him out. But I praise God that God did not allow Elijah to take to the grave this treasure. God did not allow him to go and, and just bury what he had placed on his life. I want to say that what God has placed in you is to share the grace, the gift, 
the, the talent, whatever God has placed inside of you, the treasure of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not to be hidden. It's not to be put inside a cave. Jesus said, no one lights a lamp. No one lights a candle and hides it under a basket or hides it under a bushel. But you put it on a lampstand that it may give light to all who are in the room. He said, a city that is set on a hill, it, it, it shouldn't be hidden. You are the light of the world. Christ lives inside of you. God has placed this treasure in you and on you and we ought not to take it to the grave. We cannot take to the grave the things that God has taught to us, the things that God has shown us, the things that God has blessed us with. It's not to isolate, it's not to go in a cave, but it's to, to, to leave. If you look in verse 16, it said, You shall anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat, to be prophet in thy room. Elisha, I'm not taking you out until you leave behind what I have placed on you. I'm not taking you up until you have imparted, until you have discipled, until you have mentored, until you have trained up, until you have leave, left someone. You cannot take this anointing to the grave. I want to ask you today, what has God placed in your hands? What has God placed in you? The work the work of God must go on. The worker may die, the worker may bury, but the work of God must continue. What has God placed in you? When you look back to the book of Genesis and God had formed man, he said, you know, we're going to we're going to make man in our image. We're going to make men after our likeness. And, and heaven had a discussion. And, and, and so they said, man will rule. They'll have dominion. But it said, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion and rule over every living creature, over every creeping thing and the fish of the sea. God, from the beginning wanted man to multiply he wanted man to multiply that life that he had placed in him the perfect life of god and the perfect image of god was inside adam and eve god's intention and still is today through discipleship is to multiply the life of jesus inside you and i into other people The devil saw something. If Adam and Eve had succeeded to multiply that perfect life in them, that perfect image, and truly they had filled the earth, and truly they had subdued it, the devil would have had no room and he would have been overcome. He would have been the one backed into a corner. And so he came and he had to deceive the woman and he had to deceive our first parents, they had to deceive Adam and Eve because he knew if they had begun to multiply that life, it would have been an earth full of the life of Christ, full of the life of God, full of the power of God. Every nation, every continent, up, north, south, left, right, east to west would have been people carrying the perfect image and the perfect life of God. 
people walking in the power, walking in the glory of God. That was God's intention and still is today. That's why he calls us to go forth and to make Christ-like disciples of the nations. But the devil wants to isolate what God has placed in you. He wants to bury you. He wants to bury that anointing that calling that mantle but i pray today that you would rise up and that this word would encourage you to get into discipleship to mentor to train up or to come under someone that has has god in them that you see god is 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 working in their lives come under such an individual don't isolate yourself don't allow the devil to drive you and to bury what god has placed inside of you in Judges chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says, Joshua and all his generation died. And they arose a generation that did not know God. Unfortunately, Moses had handed to Joshua, but Joshua never discipled anyone. He never passed it on. The same if you would study on in the life of Elisha. Elisha took all this power and glory to the grave so much so that there was a war and a man fell among Elisha's bones. And when he fell among Elisha's bones, the power that was still on his bones, the man who fell in into, the, into the pit where Elisha's bones were, this man was dying. This man was near death. But the power that was upon Elisha's bones touched this man and he came back to life. Unfortunately, he took all that power to the grave. I pray that we will not take to the grave what God has gifted us with. I pray that God would stir us up. I pray that God would, would move in us. I pray that God would, would, would open our hearts to see that discipleship is very important. God did not permit Elijah to just walk out with that anointing that was on him. Elijah, there's more work to be done. It cannot stop with you. It cannot stop in your hands. You need to leave what I've placed in you upon someone that they may carry on. I praise God that up to today, he's still calling us to be fruitful and to go forth and to multiply. I want to look at another individual who the devil had also isolated. And we want to pick a few things from him. Let's go to the Gospel of Matthew. Turn with me in your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 25. And we'll look at verse 24 and verse... 25 the gospel of Matthew now we're looking at the parable of the talents and today I don't want to discuss what the talent might have been but we can note from the scriptures that the talent was something very valuable. We know that the master had left something valuable. And he had gone on a long journey. Jesus was teaching the people and he was saying that the kingdom of God is like a man who, you know, he goes on a journey. 
and then he 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 left he left something and you know god has left much with us we are stewards of the gospel we are stewards of the word of god let's pick it up in verse 24 it says then he which had received the one talent came and said lord i knew thee that thou art a hard man reaping where thou has not sown and gathering where thou has not strawed and i was afraid note the word afraid fear does not come from god fear does not come from our heavenly father the bible says god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sung mind the devil had isolated this man by fear he said i was afraid and went and hid note the word hid hid thy talent in the earth lo there thou hast which is thine now the master the lord had given five talents to one two talents to another and one talent to this man and he had gone away and the man who had received five had invested his five he had put it to work and it had multiplied likewise the one who had two talents he had invested it and put it to work and it had multiplied unfortunately this man who we're looking at he hid by fear and laziness the devil had caused him to hide the valuable treasure the valuable thing that the lord had placed in his hands and the lord returned and he reckoned he came back to settle the accounts with his servants and the one with five came forth and said lord you gave me five i have invested i have worked i have i have multiplied what you have given to me and the lord looked at him and said well done i've entrusted you with a little i will make you ruler over many enter into the joy of your master and likewise the one who had received two he had put his two to work and he said lord i have received two more i had doubled up and the lord said well done my good and faithful servant you have been faithful over little things over a few i'll make you ruler over many things enter into the joy of your master you know it pays to be faithful faithfulness is something that is of a great value faithfulness has to do with commitment and consistency and and, and faithfulness uh, as i'm learning from this passage it is always connected to god's future for you be faithful where you are because it's connected to where god will take you and what god wants to do with you god always rewards and blesses faithfulness and then we came to the one and we read his response he said i i i i i i did not put it to work i was afraid of you fear entered he sat on what the lord had invested in him he did not multiply it he did not invest it if you will read in the verses onward the lord said you evil and lazy servant 
And we noted last week that the devil is always likened unto animals in the Bible. And we saw him last week as a lion. But can I tell you, laziness and procrastination, the devil comes very subtle through these two. You see, if you are sitting somewhere, you're sitting in a room or you're sitting in a house or in any establishment, you will more likely see a lion coming at you because he's big and, and he roars. And so he's more likely to, to be visible. But we can never see when a serpent or a scorpion crawls under the cracks through the door, through the wall. They almost creeping unannounced and so subtle. Laziness and procrastination creeps into our lives as such. But you know the thing is, a scorpion's sting is still very deadly in some parts of the earth and can, can lead you to death. Some serpents, if they bite you and you're not at the hospital with the antivenom quick enough, you'll die. Even though they're small and they enter in very subtly, they can still cause death and great danger, such as laziness and fear. They creep in small and if they creep into your lives, they can cause great danger in the future. This man had buried the, the treasure that was within him. The outcome of this man was that he was cast into outward darkness. Actually, they took away what was invested in him and they gave it to the one who had more talents. Don't allow fear and, and laziness or procrastination to keep you back, to hold you down. Don't let it be a bushel over you. Don't let it be something that keeps you from sharing the word of God, sharing the Holy Spirit, sharing your testimony. Your testimony is very valuable. Your testimony could be what helps someone to come to Christ. Let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. God is calling us today to be fruitful and to multiply. Do not let the devil isolate you. Remember, he comes to steal. He comes to destroy. But God has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for just what you've placed inside of us. And in Jesus' name, I'm asking you to help us to arise and shine, to arise and serve, to arise and seek you. Help us to arise and disciple. Father, help us not to take to the grave the grace that you've given to us, not to take to the grave the blessings, the testimony, your word or Christ. Help us to pass Jesus to the next generation. Father, thank you for everyone who is listening. And I thank you that inside of you, in you, with you, Lord, they have great potential and purpose. I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would stir up every gift within them. Stir up 
what you have given to them. Help them to share it. Help them to pass it on. Father, I ask that your perfect love will come and bind and cast out every fear in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Thank you because, Holy Spirit, you have spoken to us today. Thank you because we know that what we have inside of us is of a high value. Your word says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. Join us. Get with us on Friday for our five-minute devotional. Blessings on you.